Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Tonight, God wants me to talk about, let me set it up. At the end of each year, you know, I usually... What was I? I was I was on a podcast and I was talking to some young men around the country and uh, I said at the end of each year around December, you know I write out what the next year is going to do for me. I decree and declare I'm, it's going to do this. My money's going to do this. Relationships, business, uh, everything. My marriage, children, and I lift it up before God. And uh, and I told my wife I said, man, God said we're going to go into the million flow next year. And uh, we said, "Woo, glory to God, praise God. But if you know God, when you hear that, that means work. And so I said, well, God, give me the wisdom. What do I need to do? What's the plan? What do I need? What do I need? Woo, woo, I'm ready to go. He said, start studying. And this is the title of my message, The Principle of Management. Start studying the principle of management. And so for the most part of this year, that's what I've been digging into. And so... When I got, you know, that I had it tonight, I said, well, I'm just going to pour on, on you guys what I'm working on. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be some rocks thrown. It's going to be some love given. Uh, it's going to be some aha moments. But in the end, the Holy Ghost going to put it all together, and it's going to work for our good. Amen? Amen. Uh, so one of the most, this is one of also one of the most uh, important principles and keys in the kingdom of, is the principle of management. Uh, management is probably the most absent component in the church and in the body of Christ. That's taught. Management. I believe management is why, the lack of management is why most Christians are financially embarrassed when it comes to their finances. You think about it, all the shouting we do, glory to God, praising them, worshiping them. And love, we love them. We do. But we're struggling to pay our rent. Can't give to the ministry like we want to. Fighting with our wives because, you know, you bought two chickens and I told you to get one. And that's not God's best for us. Can you agree? And so uh, I do have one question I want to ask real quick. Because... Financial embarrassment being the children of the Most High God, I believe it's embarrassing to our fathers how the body of Christ as a whole, how we function as a whole. Amen. And so I, I got one question for you. Uh, those scriptures that you're quoting, that you're, you're decreeing and declaring at the top of your lungs, are you experiencing those in your life? I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm healed by Christ's stripes. But you're still struggling. We're still striving to make it. Amen? <coughs> Excuse me. So just kind of making you think about that. Why? 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 We've given our life to Christ. We've accepted 
Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, his blood has cleansed us, has covered all our sins. We've been redeemed from the curse, right? So why is the body of Christ and believers still in a struggle financially? I believe it's because poor management of God's resources. And I'm going to show you in the Word tonight. We're going to unpack this. And I'm going to show you in the Word with the, the time I had. Uh, I'm not going to get it off, of course, tonight, but I just want to lay a foundation and we'll just see what the Holy Ghost has. Amen. <clears throat> Let's go to uh, Genesis 2.24, please. Genesis 2.24. Now, in Genesis 1.26, <clears throat> dominating the earth started in Genesis 1.26 when God said, let us make man, let him dominate the earth, Right? Um, but in Genesis 2.24, if they can get that up on the screen, I can try to read these little words. Stop laughing, baby. My wife wants me to get some of them little, them old people reading glasses, but I'm, I'm still believing God. Hallelujah. All right. So Genesis 24 says, uh, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day the Lord, the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to till it. So let's, this is a real powerful scripture. Let's just kind of break it down. So God's created the earth, Right. He's graded the herbs and everything. Everything's here, but nothing's growing. Nothing's growing on earth. And uh, as we read this, it says, every plant of the field before was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. Why didn't it grow? Why? For the God had not caused it to rain yet upon the earth. Why had not God had not caused it to rain was because there was no man to manage it. God couldn't, could not grow anything in the earth until there was a man set to manage it. And looking at that scripture, you really almost see the motive, why God was motivated to create man. To manage the earth. Right? And so Adam came Right, Adam came, and uh, you know Eve were here, and God left. He put he put Adam in charge. Adam was manager, right? God came back, and the snake was in charge. And God said, "Adam, where are you? What's what's going on? I didn't leave you like this. I left you in charge, man. You were dominating this earth. You were running this thing. What what happened? Well, you know, we Adam said, my wife, blah blah blah." But God put him what? Put them out of the garden, right? Yeah. Yeah, nugget one, number one, please. Nugget number one. God put out Adam out of the garden because of mismanagement. So God retards growth in your life where there is no management. God retards growth in your life where there is no management. That may be in your business. That may be in your marriage. 
that may be in your body. So God's been dealing with me th these things since the beginning of the year, even my own body. I had, you know, I was swelling up pretty nice and, uh, you know, kind of started with, you know, my house was shifting, we're changing things because I want to manage my body. He's telling me this is what you got to do to get to that million flow you're talking about, son. I got to be able to manage on that level. So I started drinking a lot of water. You know, our men's meeting, Bishop, drink water, put that pop down. And we all, yes, sir. He said, quit eating bread. And we said, oh. <laughs> Still working on that. But I'm working on it. Praise God. So God retards growth where there is no management. He put Adam out of the garden because of mismanagement. Right? Didn't he do it? Okay. Nugget number two. So God created us. We are to dominate the earth through management of God's resources. That's how we're to dominate the earth, through management of God's resources. He put Adam here, his gold here, his oil here, his silver here. There's trees here. There's, there's plants. There's animals, birds. Everything is here for us to manage and use to dominate the earth. Is that good? And I'm going to get my nuggets out the way. Nugget number three, God protects his resources from bad management. Well, this is actually an extra one. And God withholds his resources from bad management. And he won't allow growth where there is bad management. What's number four say? They take it down? Number three? Okay. All right, so we know now that management is, is a, uh, a principle of the kingdom that we have to focus on if we're wanting the blessings of God to flow. If we want the blessings of God to flow. My fourth nugget is money is attracted to management. Money is attracted to management. And so right now, because of where we are, we chase after money. If you're chasing after money, that's not, that's not the way the kingdom of God operates. Years ago, I stopped chasing after money. Yeah. And money's chasing after me now. Am I there? No, no, no. I'm still working on a lot. But I stopped worrying and chasing after money and started working these principles. And the principles of God have brought me up from coming to this church, getting divorce number one, coming to this ministry, broke, busted, disgusted, coming to this ministry, insecure, coming to this ministry, not knowing who I was coming to this ministry 20 years ago, to sitting at my man and God's feet and eating everything he had, he threw out, getting into the word for myself and learning these principles, the principles, the principles are what prospers us. It's the principles. It don't, it, no matter how, I, we love praising God. You can run across here four or five times and pray and run up and down the steps and shout and give God all the glory and honor, but that ain't gonna make no money come in your pocket. But the principles of the kingdom, if you apply them, just like us hitting the light switch and the lights come on and off, prosperity will flow in your life just like that and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. 
And that's what we're experiencing. And I started from that. Divorce number one. Divorce number two. Tried it again. Missed that up. Mismanagement. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm not going to blame it on my wife. Mismanagement on my part. I'm in my brother's basement sleeping because I'm getting ready to do marriage number three. So I came here, broke, busted, disgusted, applied these principles of the word of God in my life. And now I'm in a mansion. Now I can go jump in my own pool in the summer. And I'm not saying to brag on me. I'm saying it to brag on the principles. God's no respecter of person. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And many of you have seen my walk through this thing, so you know I'm not shooting off like I'm somebody. I'm not that smart. But how smart do I need to be to learn, oh, if I flip this light switch up, the lights will come on? Or if I flip it down, they'll go off? Oh, if I give, it'll be given unto me, pressed down, shaking together, running over? Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 25, 14. So we're going to, uh, it's a story about management, right? So, so we're part of the kingdom of heaven, right? The kingdom of God. And Olivier probably could expound on this a little more, people from Great Britain. When you're in a place where there's a king and they take over territory, their goal is to, help me out, is to extend their culture in another area, right? And so, like people in the Bahamas sip tea and drink and do stuff like Great Britain did because they took over that area. That, you understand that? And so, where I come from, there's no lack, there's no poverty, nobody's poor, nobody's sick, nobody's depressed, nobody's hurt. Everybody walks in the blessings of God all day long, full of joy and peace, where I come from. Now, I thought I came from Wichita, Kansas. But when I got in his word, I realized I really came from the kingdom of God. I'm a part of his family now, right? And you are too if you're a part of the kingdom. And if you're not, we'll fix that tonight. But being a part of the kingdom, what's going on in heaven should be going on in my life on earth. My father's wealthy beyond human reasoning. The streets of gold, right? And so that should be, because I'm in his family, it should be extended upon me on this earth realm that when people see me, they say, man, something different about that brother right there. You know, how, how are you rolling? You know, he, he's rolling a little different than we do. Because I should be an extension of my father, right? And so um, God bringing us, extending his kingdom to the earth realm, we're supposed to dominate like Adam did in the beginning. But got kicked out, but Jesus, our Redeemer, came. We know that story. Gave us back our authority in the name of Jesus to dominate, manage the resources of God. That's how we dominate. Amen? All right, okay. So let's read this story real quick. Matthew 25, 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like. So when we know that bishops taught this. When Jesus says when the kingdom of heaven, like he's trying to teach you how the kingdom of God operates and how you can operate, okay? So he's setting up, Jesus is telling them, this is how you should be operating here on the earth. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country, a far country, a far country. Let's see, God made the world, placed Adam in it. That's a far country, okay? Uh, who called 
who called his own servants to deliver them unto his goods. And unto uh, one he gave five talents, to another he gave what, two talents, and to one he gave one talent, and he left. So God, that's, this is a picture of God setting up Genesis 1, 26, setting up the earth for us, and Adam to come. And he gave us talents, not according to what he had, but to what we could manage. <laughs> Are you a good manager? Okay, so let's, uh, let's go back to that. So I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because my time is moving quick. So God gave one man five talents, right? And the Bible says he put the money to work. Say money to work. Say money to work. It didn't say he gave him five talents and he went to work. Because in the kingdom of God, money is to work for you, not you work for money. And so he put money to work and he doubled it, right? The other person went and did the same, he doubled it. The last one with the one talent, he went off and buried it. Went off, you know, went off. I'm going off to work. I'm going off to my second job. And he buried it in a hole. So we're going off to work, but we're still in a hole. Because we're trying to operate on this earth realm in this flesh instead of our authority as kingdom citizens of the heaven of God, of the kingdom of God, okay? And so put money to work is one principle, a part of management. And you can put that at work, you know, I'm not a big stock guru or this and that, but I got rental properties. Just off of what my man of God's telling me, you know, I'll buy some houses, I'll renovate and flip them, you know, and so I'm putting money to work there, but I still got a lot of areas I got to work on because nobody's there. Amen. And so, uh, and so after a while, the owner of the property comes back, right? And he says, hey, everybody, come on up here. Let's, 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 let's settle up on what you've been doing with my paper. Now, Jesus starts out with the kingdom of heaven is like, but now we're talking about money. Right? And, and then the Bible says also that um, in this world, there's only two masters, God and Satan. What did it say? God and mammon? Money? Oh. So God made money more powerful than Satan. He said it's only two, two gods, two masters, God and money. Mm-hmm. That'll make you think. But Satan uses money to manipulate the people of God to get under his control. And so you're working two, three jobs trying to make ends meet, but you're running off and you're still in the hole. When you need to put that money on the table, and say, God, what do I need to do with this? And then we're praying to God. God, give me, give me millions of dollars. Give me 100000 Give me a new job. Give me this and that. And he's saying, man, I gave you $100 last week. You didn't tithe on that. 
God retards growth where there is no management. So if you're not managing what he's giving you right now, don't pray for the billion or the 50 or the 100,000 or whatever it is that you're praying for because God's not going to give you what you're praying for. He's going to give you what you can manage. So maybe that'll help some of your frustration or prayers of why the Lord ain't moving in your life. Where's my husband? You ain't managing. You ain't working on what you need to work on. Where's my wife? You still living with your mama. You're not managing what God has given you. Is that helping? Am I helping you kind of think? Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm working on this too, man. I'm telling you. We're going into the million flow this year. We are going to the, you know why we're going to the million flow? Because God has seen how we've managed up to these years. My wife and I have been married 10 years. And we give, we love to give to the ministry. We love to bless a man and woman of God. And I don't know if he's watching tonight, but we had a meeting in the beginning of the year. I made her the president. I took her off her job years ago, secular world, to come work for me. And my come make me rich. Don't please make him rich. Come make me rich. And so my wife is home been how many years? About five years now? About five years she's been working for, uh, for, for our company, helping me manage what's going on in my administrative side of the company. And the business just keeps hundreds of thousands go through our hands every year. And God said, this year you're going to the million flow. Amen. I receive God. What do I need to do? I got to learn to manage on that level. So what are you doing with what God has given you? Right now, in your marriage, tithes and offering, I had to repent. I had to get God on my face on that tithes and offering and kind of settle some things myself because I'm in business. When you get money, you know, you got to pay people, and then you got to use it to get going on the next project. And so where, you know, I pulled this out for gas, and we need groceries. So what's my, my tithe? And, you know, and it kind of made it, you know, you know. And I had to settle some things with God. And I said, man, God, I'm just going to trust you that when I get that check, before I pay anybody, I'm going to pay you. And I'm going to trust you that in the end it's all going to mess up because I got to manage this thing right. I'd rather do more for him than to short him and then try to make it last on the end. And I'm praying about this, and the Holy Ghost said that we tithe 10% because God said to, but we're really tithing 10% to claim rest on the 90%, to lay claim on the 90%. God, here's your, here's your 10. <laughs> I can do what I want to do with this 90. But in the kingdom, everything belongs to the king. So he says, yes, I thank you for your 10%. I'm open the windows, I'll pour you out of blessings, blah, 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 blah. But hold tight, I may come back for 20 more for you to bless somebody in the kingdom. I may tell you to put, you know, 30% of that into the, to the ministry. And so our mindset has to change that everything we have belongs to him. So we'll give 10%, but God, what you want me to do with the rest? And he's watching everything we do to see how we manage. He's watching you on your job. You sleep in the bathroom. 
You walk past trash in your ministry. Treat your wife wrong, your husband wrong. They're not ready. God retards growth where there is no. Hallelujah. Is this good? Y'all, y'all still here? Y'all going home? All right, all right. So we said in Matthew, in Matthew 6, 24, we said that man can serve, man can only serve two masters, God or money. So we've established that money is more powerful than Satan. Because it's so personal. So personal. So personal, we keep it in our purse. That's what a purse is for. If I ask you how much you, how much you make, you, 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 you ask me how much I make. You know, money is so personal. You know, bro, what you doing, man? Y'all see you coming up a little bit. What you doing? What you, what you want to know what I'm doing for? Think about it. If I come reach in your pocket right now, you're going to fight me. Because money is so personal. But when you realize, you change your mindset that everything belongs to God, now it's yours anyway, Lord. I don't got time to go there, but in the Bible, Joseph, when it was a famine in, in uh, Egypt, at the end of the thing, Joseph, everybody brought their cattle, their grain, their land, everything to Joseph. And they're like, what are we going to do now? And Joseph said, you know what, I'm going to give it back to you. So you go ahead and, and till it, you go ahead and plant, you go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. But the king might need something, just be willing to give it back. Think, 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 think. It all belongs to him. But in this society, you know, an example to me where Brother Minister Olivier came from, in this society, it's two things that we're just gung-ho about in America. And that's independence and ownership. But we don't own nothing. If you change your mind that nothing, anything I have, everything I have belongs to God, it takes you to another level of kingdom operation, kingdom principles of management. And God will give you more. Money is attracted to management. Money chases me down. I don't chase money. I'm chasing purpose. We're to chase after purpose. What's in your heart? What, what drives you that you would do it for free? I'm, not, I'm telling you what our man of God has said. What's driving you that you would do for free? That's your purpose. That's what you were here, born here to do, to manage that. You know, the scripture says, look at the birds of the air. They don't this and that and this and that, but God feeds them. A bird just be a what? A bird. Bird ain't trying to be a dog, be a lion. A bird ain't having babies, children. You know, they land, they're being a bird, and God is taking care of them because they trust the Lord. Us, you know, men trying to be women, women trying to be men. We trying to be like this person we see do this, that person do that, instead of taking time to sit down with pen and pad and say, what do I really want out of life? And God, show me what to do to get here using the gifts that you've given me. So we're chasing after money when money should be chasing after us. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. I'm skimming through because my time is getting low. And you think about this with, with tithes and offering. God doesn't need our money. 
It's nothing we could give God that would make him say, oh, man, I, I didn't have that. You know, so your 10 percent that you're to give in a tithe. That's really God's. So just know when God set anything up for you to give, it's not for him. It's for you. It's for him trying to get something to you. And so when he sets 10 percent as a standard for the tithe, it was just a system set up to give you practice on managing what he's giving you. Jesus. Tithing is God's management program to see how you manage his resources. Whose resources? Okay. If we have $1,000, how much of $1,000 is the tithe? $100? Okay. And then what's left? 900 How much of that belongs to God? All of it. Okay. You're learning. You're learning. I'm going to make sure you're feeling me. Because it's his. And if you trust him with it, and he can trust you, you'll go to a higher level of management. And this is what I'm walking out. This is what my wife and I have been walking out. God has taken us faith to faith, glory to glory, and we're just going higher and higher. And the higher we're going, the easier the money's coming. The easier. The hardest part about my day is driving around a couple of hours checking on projects. Easy, it's easy to make money. Say easy to make money. Because money isn't real. Ideals make money. Not what's in your pocket. Your thinking makes money. That money in your pocket is just the bomb until you go buy something. But if you tap into what God's given you, you'll continually create flows, streams of income. I have a faith out that I have over 30 streams of income coming into my, into my household. And, and we're, we're steady moving there. Everything I wrote out last year is opening doors. We're getting ready to start building new homes. And we've done just residentials for forever. God's taking us into commercial. I mean, there's so much going on that it would scare the average person. But I'm saying, God, how do I manage it? How do I manage this? Hallelujah. So, in closing, if, if money's running from you, if money's running from you, you must be a poor. That hit me. If this is true, if this principle is true, is the word of God true? So if you're struggling, you just got to say, God, I repent. I'm a poor manager. Help me to renew my mind to become a good manager. Because in that story, when he got down to the one with the one talent, God came and said, what what you do with my money? He said, oh, I, I knew you were a hard man. And I knew you were this, and you reap where you didn't sow, and you da-da-da-da-da. I buried it, and here it is. He said, you wicked manager. I called, called him that. I didn't. And what the man, Jesus, is really telling him what he was thinking, because he really was jealous 
of the wealthy man. I knew you were a hard man and you reap where you didn't sow. And I ain't asked y'all that. I asked you where my money at. And so check your heart. How do you talk about your boss on the job? This man with the one talent felt that the rich man was getting rich off of what he was doing. <laughs> so how do you talk about the past of your church? Because to me, he's the, I don't know, management. <laughs> Over 30, it's probably 33, $35 million worth of assets paid for. That's good management. He can't do nothing but go up. I look at his, his wife, I'm around him a little bit. She loves being around the brother. Good management. You know, his kids are, are doing well, own homes. You know, everybody got situations, but that's good management. He's the best example of great, excellent management. I'm striving to be like him every day. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, in closing, I just add, leave you with that question. Are you a good manager? Are you a good manager? And the good thing about going on a journey to someplace else is where you want to go, that is a place. There is a place. But you can't go there until you know where you are. If I gotta go, want to go to Wichita, I got to know where I'm starting. Or I'll never make it. Are you a good manager? Glory to God. And so, in, just in, real quick, Religion makes us lazy. Management causes us to work. Religious people love miracles. God, rain down miracles in this place today. In my body. Ah, I've eaten pork chops, fried pork chops, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, all my life. And now the doctor done, the devil is a lie. He done said I got high blood pressure, my arteries are clogging up. Do a miracle right now, God. We want a miracle because it kills management. We want to shortcut it. Lottery tickets, ooh. Shortcut it. If I win this lottery, you know I'm going to pay. Pay my tithe. You ain't pay on $100. So miracles in the spiritual realm are like lotto tickets. You want to gain without effort. You want to gain without effort. And God is not a fool that he's going to bless you what you're praying for. He's going to bless you according to your management. And so in my short time I have with you, I pray that and, and like I said, this is really what God's been hitting me up on the head with ever since the beginning of this year. I just shared it with you, what's been in my heart. Um, but the good news is we serve a God that we can call out and repent from our heart, and he'll hear us. And he'll give us a plan. He'll give us a plan. If you're looking for a job right now, 
God will give you a plan. But start with what you got. You got an oven, bake cookies. We got to start thinking, using our higher faculties, the gift that God has given us to change this situation because bad thinking creates a bad life. Godly thinking, positive thinking, correct thinking creates a positive, good, blessed life. And so we hear our man and God talk about it all the time. Um, and so I hope it blessed you tonight and I hope it blessed you at home. Um, and if we could stand, if, if um, we want to pray, because I sense um, I had three pages of this, you know, we, I just kind of condensed it. But I sense the Holy Ghost has done enough to uh, prick our hearts to know we might need to be anybody. He prick anybody's heart that I can I can be a better manager, God. I can be a better manager. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.